0: Hey, America! Start, Start listening, listening now.
1: now. Oh, be gorgeous. Got it. The dulcet tones. Yeah. Points from America.
0: So harmonious. <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: Ooh,
2: it's a hot one out.
1: I'm glad that we decided
2: to use the hot day to force the mailman to bring in all the letters from our fans today.
0: Thanks,
1: mailman.
2: That's right. We're down to our lazy June, July, August release schedule, but that doesn't mean that we don't have the goods on the number one jam of the summer. Hit it, Derek!
1: And welcome to another warm episode of Twelve Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the menace at Canada's southern border. I'm Eric. I'm Derek.
0: I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Well, You're I mean, considering yeah. yeah, considering, Eric, that by the time mm-hmm. this episode airs, you will actually have infiltrated Canada. Am I not? That's mistaken? right. I'm in
1: I'm invading. in
2: in a regular car,
1: they'll never see it coming.
2: (laughs) They never look in the front seat.
1: That's right. Yeah, they're always checking the trunk. They're never going to see me up there driving. Uh, yeah. uh, Twelve points from Canada is is right around the corner, and I'm looking forward to having some content and maybe some video and things like things like that for that. So, uh, yeah,
2: listeners, Uh, why you are headed uh, up to Manitoba?
1: No. Oh no, wait. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's a Go A concert on uh, the day. De- actually, it's the day this is going to release. So so tonight, as of mm-hmm. if you're listening to this immediately, if you're listening to it on the Patreon, uh, it's tomorrow because uh, they get <laughs> released early on the Patreon. And speaking of the Patreon, Sam, put me out of my misery.
0: Hey, <laughs> sweet. In that case, I could steal your Go A tickets. uh All right. In Mom. that case. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, well, you could find us on social media, uh, and again, follow everything that Eric is going to be posting, I'm sure, uh, from his, his trip up to the Great North. Uh, find us on social media at points USA on either Facebook or Twitter, 12 points from America at gmail.com, if you'd like to email us directly with your questions and queries and comments and such and the like. Uh, you could also find us on Patreon, like Eric said, just, again, search for 12 points from America, and you'll find out how you can support our little show for as much as, or as little as, you know, it's about $3 a month, so, you know, a really cheap coffee because you know prices are going up uh if again Mm -hmm. again if you support we do very much appreciate it if you don't our regular content isn't going anywhere we're still going to put out our normal our normal brand of wackitude uh but we get extra wackitude if you decide to toss us a couple of bucks a month uh you can yeah huh
1: nothing go on (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, you can also find us at Redbubble if you'd like to pick up any sweet and wonderfully random merchandise. Where else are we? Uh, we are on Instagram now. Uh, Eric is normally the one managing a lot of that. So yeah, I think if you are not following us, I think you maybe should. That was Canada. So You're not yeah. following us.
2: What are you doing here? How did you? How did you get here?
1: <laughs> we got to make sure they know. You know, maybe maybe they missed it the first hundred thirty times. You don't know. Fair you Don't. I mean, we, no,
0: we, we keep adding other other bits onto our social media spiel. I mean, I, I I'm probably not going to start a TikTok account on our on our behalf. But I mean, if what do you all do? Just let me know and I'll put it on the list. Uh,
1: it feels inevitable, but I really don't want to do it. I'm like, old. Like I I don't I don't want to. Danny, are you on TikTok? You're the youngest Absolutely of
2: us. Absolutely not. OK,
1: well, that doesn't bode well. I feel like I, I don't know.
2: Being a 30 year old on TikTok is like a punchline these days. I can't do that.
1: I can't do it. I'm not doing it.
2: We'll, we'll get to um, TikTok in a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, yeah there will be some more tick-
2: questions, undoubtedly. Yeah,
1: there there certainly will. There is a one little bit of 2022 news this week and a couple of tiny bits of, of uh, and I use the term news loosely, but, uh, you know, uh, 2023 news also. Uh, as of recording, we have started to see the live on tape performances. I totally forgot they did this again this year. Uh, it, like they could have just never released them and I never would have thought about it again but they're out uh, and you can watch them.
0: Yeah. They're just kind yeah. of, yeah. Parsed out like maybe about three or so a day over the next, uh, over the next few weeks. So yeah, I think, I think there are a couple of broadcasters that have said, no, we're not going to release our, our live on tape, but I think the vast majority will. So
1: Sam, do you know, are, are there any specific folks that, that have said that they aren't at this point?
0: As far as I can tell, not off the top of my head. Uh, okay. I can remember. I've heard rumors that the, the Netherlands and possibly Cyprus may have declined, but I'm really not positive. Again, and by the time the show airs, you might see them in their entirety. But I don't know. But regardless, don't be surprised if a couple decide not to release.
1: But
2: that—that's the some favorite. like the Netherlands. Like the Netherlands, if I didn't get their live on tape, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Really, don't Seems think smart. I'm. Missing, missing all that much.
1: It's my favorite song this year. Well, yeah, but I would, I would, I would like to see it. How but I don't. I, yeah, like I, I don't expect a ton different. Like I watched Albania's as it premiered, and uh, yeah, it was about the same uh, for better <laughs> and worse. Was hey, okay. hey, hey, it was. It, <laughs> It had that bit of a mess vibe that th- that it did on stage. If I'm being perfectly honest, so sweet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Way to go! I can't wait to know. hear
2: Spain's, um, but I hope Spain does that thing that they did on those YouTube videos from a couple of years ago, where they just take out the audio and they redub it in with with new foley, a lot of breath. Ooh. That'd be great. That's that's the version that I want. Release your life on tape, but edited like a meme. That's what I'm. Su- that's what I'm suggesting for all the countries out there.
1: And if you don't, we will. <laughs> Anyway, uh, looking forward a bit, there are a couple of things. I didn't put this on our sheet uh, and I just remembered it. Uh, there was an announcement from Israel that they're uh, going back. They are going back to internal selection,
0: at least for the artist. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, OK. I mean,
0: I don't know if that's going to be going for the song as well, but
1: I'm good. I mean, obviously, this year didn't go especially well for them. Uh, not all of that was the fault of the national final, I suppose. But yeah, I'm, I'm all right with this change, I think.
0: I think yeah. so, too. I think, you know, broadcasters are always kind of changing and, and, and modifying their selection processes, you know, unless you're Sweden, because, you know, Melody Festival will never die. Yeah. But I, I think it's totally cool for a broadcaster to kind of switch things up and say, you know what, this works or this doesn't, or we want this much control over who we're sending or, or what they're singing. So, you know, find something that works for you.
1: I noticed another thing today, and I want to stress this is not official news, and we don't know the validity of it. You know, it's translated through. You know, there's a little bit of telephone going on in terms of exactly what was said and all of that. That being said, the uh, president of the broadcaster in Spain uh, had an interesting thing to say about about next year, uh, and it was, and I'm going to paraphrase because everyone's. This has already been paraphrased, I think, but essentially said, We would have liked to have hosted, but if Ukraine can't, the BBC will be running it. Which, if oh, true, so
2: that's is... what that bit means. I thought that just meant that they were like stepping out of line, and if the BBC wants it, they can have it. But they're actually saying that sort of the bbc has he, that spotted
1: uh, he, line already he was perhaps suggesting that if, if 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 you don't want the uk to host this is your dumb rumor of the week i guess <laughs> uh, oh yeah
2: uh, a dumb rumor of the but, week that i already suggested like a month mm-hmm. and a half ago
1: there you go i mean if, if that's true it's not especially surprising to me i mean the, the, the <laughs> uk fin- the uk finished second and and
0: they've got they've got the infrastructure they've got yeah. plenty of different cities and arenas that could potentially host it uh they've got a brand spanking new BBC uh, center over in Salford just outside of Manchester that I'm sure they'd be willing to you know show off a little bit Uh, Mm -hmm. again it's not official news I don't take anything as gospel until it actually comes out of of the Eurovision you know the actual Eurovision channels of of the EBU. I thought you were going to
2: say the enormous stone oracle that we get all of our
1: Eurovision news from.
0: (laughs) Blessed be he yes Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) but enough Uh, about Martin Osterdahl
0: Hey. (laughs) He went there. I knew something, like, I knew something like that was going to happen. I knew I could count on you guys. Knew have,
1: have any of you have any of you sought out uh, his like romance mystery novels or whatever oh, I they are? To say
2: his TikTok. No, I have no. not. I know is Martin it is.
1: Osterdahl on TikTok. Oh, Hang on, I'm going to find be. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Run have not. Day. I have not. I actually just received uh, in the mail yesterday, the day before, from the UK my copy of Worst Eurovision Ever by Roy D Hacksaw, dear friend of dear friend of ours, uh, friend of mine anyway, which I will be absolutely diving into on my upcoming vacation it's about a a fictional eurovision song contest hypothetically taking place in moldova
1: i still don't see what would be so bad about that and to be fair i haven't read the book so i don't know
0: well neither have i and i'll come back with a report and maybe we'll have some sort of 12 points from america book club maybe we'll we'll see if we can get roy on here
1: let's do that also uh does not appear that martin osterdahl has a tiktok so
2: (laughs) you just did a little search
1: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. how old
1: is martin osterdahl i don't actually know oh Oh, he's 22 really okay okay if you don't know i want you to guess how old martin is
2: martin is okay well he's got those scandinavian genes i'm gonna guess that man is 68
0: (laughs) 37 uh let's see martin i would say is uh, 45
1: sam you're the closest he's 48 he's 48 what yeah yeah oh my god he'll be and he'll be 49 in october uh i i don't know what to do with this uh this information he was much older and i don't mean that mean like wait a minute and his real first name is eric spelled e-r-i-k the correct way he just he just discarded it
3: absolutely he
1: just
2: said my name is eric martin
1: osterdahl and he went with martin that's what i'm saying
2: like
3: (laughs) he needed more syllables (laughs) oh
1: you monster all right well fine (laughs) let's move on we we are uh we'll never quite close the book on the 2022 eurovision song contest it'll always be open in our hearts as we try to get that bird out of the press center oh,
0: oh. I
2: wonder, <laughs> I wonder how that
1: bird's doing
2: it's still flapping around in there as we speak
1: i can't imagine the press center
3: structure is still there it was a temporary man it was a tent yeah, yeah. You know. it was
1: to be fair it was two tents
3: plus it was some intense bat- but wow. okay
0: did your did your oh. section of the press center have that thing then whenever the the AC would get turned on. These giant inflatable tubes in the top of the, the top of the roof would basically just whip open and just really, really loudly scare the crap out of everybody. Oh uh, no! Kind of like I loud. never saw of that
1: way. happen. Huh. I I know the tubes you're talking about. I don't recall them ever making noise.
0: Oh, they were in the delegation That's, bubble that they would be uh, flat, and then all of a sudden somebody would turn on the AC and just go whoosh and just f- flap open and oh, scare the Jesus out of everybody. Huh.
1: Which which Eurovision artist had the the most dramatic scared reaction to that happening? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael and David wouldn't stop me.
3: <laughs> you just had the most dramatic, dramatic reaction to everything. Ooh, you have yeah. Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was that really a? Uh... No, they didn't even have Diet Coke. It was Mole Cola or Diet Mole Cola, and you know it. Ah, I mean, it, it was great.
1: All right, well. Uh, that was a stupid question that I just asked. We had, we asked some, uh, we asked our our Twitter faithful and uh, and other social media faithful to send us their questions, kind of about the the 2022 contest. Now that we're all back home and all that, and so we're gonna dwell on the contest that was just a little bit more for now. And uh, you had much better questions than I had. Uh, So so actually, we're going to start with kind of a twofer, because these are these are fairly similar, I think. And it's a it's a question that's been on a lot of fans minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Aya and uh, Richard Taylor as these i first said uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on eurovision becoming a little corporate of course it makes sense for the contest to evolve but this year felt not so eurovisiony almost no fan media behind the scenes contact looking very catered to appeal to the outside the whole tiktok gate i'll explain that in a second and uh richard uh richard taylor uh, thanks to both of you for for reaching out by the way Uh, i was lucky enough to be in the press center this year but do you think the lack of fan community media presence with a press with press accreditation hampered coverage so uh where do we want to start here i guess i'll explain that tiktok gate i think is referring to the first rehearsal coverage being only on tiktok and not on youtube or else a thing that not everyone was a fan of we'll we'll say I guess let's just start with that. I, considering the ubiquity and popularity of TikTok, I don't really have a problem with that. With that choice being made, Uh, I know TikTok was a a a major sponsor, and if that went into the exclusivity of the of those of that rehearsal footage, you know, it could have been easy to release it on TikTok and something else like YouTube. But if that wasn't the deal, you know, you don't need a TikTok account to to see that footage or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's. Yeah. So that's if you did, I think, yeah, this would bother me a fair amount. Uh, you don't need you don't need the app. You can log into a web browser and look at them that way. I, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with the way that went down really at all.
0: I mean, over the years, I've become more and more of a believer that those first sets of rehearsals that I don't feel the need to have that as released to the public in full as it used to be 10 15 years ago. I know that I mean I remember my first year at the contest. People would go into the arena from the very first rehearsal, take video clips and and comment on that, but you have to remember that these rehearsals, they're still for acts that are very much works in progress and people would almost unfairly judge things prematurely and it would do some honestly some major damage to some of these artists. Like I remember the way that people. People absolutely dogpiled on Blanche back in 2017 and how it really really affected her um, you know every single time that there's a change in an outfit or a technical issue people think oh this is not going to qualify for the final but this is I, I get it everybody wants as much information as humanly possible in you know I, I'm certainly the same way but you have to hold something back or else the artists are going to get frustrated and they're already under such incredible stress anyway. So how do you balance providing information to an, an audience that definitely wants it while still maintaining the integrity of the artist? It's, you know, had, it's a really difficult balance to strike and it's not a done deal. It's a work in progress. You're never going to find that perfect balance, you know, if you stick with what you currently have either.
2: I'm going to say, as someone who's or- been observing the contest only for about four years, I really didn't see any difference between, say, contest to contest in terms of this sort of level of behind the scenes action or limited release on social media and even in that case we're only talking about like sort of the stuff that only the most die hard of eurovision watchers are going to be looking talk with a bunch of people uh, a bunch of my friends who i know over in over in like germany and england even they like don't really look at behind the scenes stuff they're just there to watch the final not even the semi-finals so uh, I I really don't know if there's any if there's anything to glom onto or to find purchase in in this complaint sure it's something to complain about for people like us uh, but I I don't see that this has been any more corporate than before you know gotta get my Moroccan oil bucks my my heritage bucks
0: I will say the Moroccan oil suite in the delegation bubble was actually almost larger than the actual delegation lounge itself (laughs) they had a
1: ridiculous space in the press center too
0: yeah yeah uh, that was that was a bit much but it was a functional space like people were getting their their hair done. Yeah, it Was an I mean, actual it was yeah space. it was, was a salon say, did you
2: leave smelling luscious
0: oh yes oh yes there was yes i i did spoil <laughs> myself on a not busy moment in the <laughs> in the del bub um
3: <laughs> del bub Derek. what do you think uh, it's a hard question because for as long as i've doing been doing this it seems like it changes every single year and every year i go into it i just kind of have to ask like well what's what's different this year and maybe they have new restrictions or new plans or they're moving things around or suddenly it's like this and this other thing that was really great is gone now i think people are going to complain no matter what it's just kind of the nature of things i am glad they did get they blocked out the first rehearsals though i wish we would have gotten the first press conferences i thought that was a really weird choice to not let any into those
2: ah sure i think i can agree with that Mm.
3: and i i did like how and i don't know i'm not 100 on board with this but i did really like that okay you can't watch the first rehearsals but here's photographs from the first rehearsals and we get some idea of what it's going to look like and that can i think really help some countries if it generates a lot of buzz i know a lot of people were talking about san marino when those photos came out (laughs) i mean i mean having those first rehearsals be kind of minimal
1: in terms of what you're shown and what you can see in addition to not letting people dump all over somebody who has a rough first rehearsal I really think it has the added benefit of, of adding a bit of mystique as, as, as we go into the shows at a little bit of buzz without just giving all the information immediately as far as the reduced amount of fan media goes I know space was limited and I'm sure that that was as much of a factor as anything uh, so it, is it going to be that limit that Limited going forward. I don't know. I'm guessing probably not. Will it go up to the levels it's been in the past? Also, probably not. If 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 I had to guess, like it, we could we could end up somewhere in the middle. But the thing is, I, when when I think about Sam, like what you talked about with how people responded to Blanche, mm. and I think about how angry and entitled, I'm not going to name names, but a lot of fan media, including very prominent fan media, behaved when these things were different. Different, And they couldn't get as many accreditations and they couldn't see as much of the first rehearsals and so on and so forth. I think about the EBU's perspective and think I kind of understand why this is what got cut, because Mm -hmm. like uh, we've talked about it on this on on this show a lot, how just rude and awful uh, it's true of any fandom, but it's 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 very true in 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 the Eurovision sense. So so if if people are going to act like that, I don't blame the EBU for for leaving them out. I really don't like it, it like because it really seemed like some folks were just like they're out for blood. Sometimes they they want to tear something down, and and I guess what I'm saying is kudos to the EBU for not letting them.
3: And I mean, it, it gets views, unfortunately. It does. Like having salacious yeah. or vitriolic responses <sighs> gets true. a lot more attention then. yeah, it was pretty good.
0: But at the same point, though, you know, I was I. I... I had a very different perspective on things this year, just the fact that I realized that the audience that I was writing for was very different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Previously, I was writing for that that aspect of the fandom that wanted the in-depth editorial that, knows the ins and outs of every national final and every our the, you know the biographical details of every single artist and every everything the the honestly the kind of fan that I am that I often am yes us us and those first couple of days as I was writing my pieces because I was I was doing a lot of the articles, focusing on, you know, the profile pieces on all the artists as in those first two weeks. And I realized that the people who are reading the Eurovision.tv website and engaging with a lot of the media on the official website, they're the casuals. They're the people who are seeing the song for the first time on the semifinal, or maybe they're doing a tiny bit of research beforehand. So they know how to, you know, draw up their scorecards for their, for the parties that they're having or whatever. And you realize that it's a very different point of view. And if you think about the number of people who are the hyper fans like us, and we are an incredible community for better or for worse, but the people who are the casuals, I mean, there's a reason why there are at least six, uh, you know, um, 160 million viewers this year. They're not all the hyper fans. So to have something, the vast majority of the hyper fans aren't necessarily going to care if they have the rehearsal footage from the first run through and the second run through and the dress rehearsal and the family final and the jury show. They just want the show.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: Yeah. So the
2: the fewer avenues we have for someone to be dumb and have a really, really dumb take uh, on, on some minor Eurovision proceeding. You know what?
1: I, I guess the only other thing I'll add is, is I don't know that I, I can only think of maybe one or two brief moments of anything that I saw in the press center that, that was the least bit toxic or anything like that. And usually it was, it wasn't even about the press center. It was about getting into the press center or, or the, you know, the, the testing processes and, and, and things like that. Once I was in there, it, it was such a great and positive environment. And I'm in favor of whatever keeps it that way. If, if if we can accommodate more people and it doesn't turn into a total bleep show, great. If we can't, then we don't have a bleep and it's, show.
0: And it's a constant process to find that balance. Like I remember mm-hmm. going to the 2013 contest and they didn't have a press center. They didn't have an official press center that entire first week. They had us in the venue that would eventually, in week two... Be become the euro club which is really kind of creepy because that venue is actually a former slaughterhouse um it's still cool oh. <laughs> yeah uh I'm
2: on and,
0: board. yeah they didn't have enough seating for everybody they did not actually have screens in the area where a lot of us were working they had sort of a theater setup like a, a little movie screen set up in a different room that people would basically bounce from their offices where there were not enough outlets for everybody to these theaters and then back and there would be these very brief meet and greets with the artists, that basically every single pre- uh, press member who wanted to line up with these artists would literally have about 45 seconds to two minutes tops. Bam, 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 bam. And they would just go down the line.
3: Gross. It's are not about...
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like they're hearing the exact same questions over and over again. There's a reason why this is the only thing... I mean, it, it only happened in 2013 because people realized it didn't work. The press were unhappy. The logistics were awful. Fortunately, this the second week, they did have a fantastic press center open for us. Yay. Only in the second week. How so. Many, how
1: how many artists did you ask? Did you know this used to be a slaughterhouse?
0: <laughs> I think they were all briefed. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but it's. Is
1: there still blood on the walls? Like,
3: like what?
0: There were parts of the floor that you could tell used to be drains.
3: Oh, is it like a scene uh, out of Hellraiser? Or...
0: With more this, beer. this with year's more press beer center, more expensive beer
1: with more glitter. Yeah. yeah. This year's press center will be held in the bathroom from Saw. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't, that's similarly, uh, your uh, your key out, uh, it's gone. You lost it. Uh, all right.
0: But anyway, but what I'm trying to say with this is they thought that was going to happen. They thought it was going to work and be a big thing moving forward. It wasn't. They scrapped it. Things change from year to year. What's happening this year isn't necessarily going to be the way moving forward. And at the end of the day, we're also still coming out of a pandemic. Oh yeah,
2: it's going yes. to be different. I'll say one last thing. And it, this has to do with Derek saying how every single year is different. For me, that's a bit of the charm inherent to you. Eurovision. It's going to be a different country every time. There's going to be slightly different policies and different capabilities uh, from Eurovision to Eurovision. I just like rolling with it. Whatever they hand me, so long as there's some behind-the-scenes stuff, so long as there's a level of transparency or translucency, I'm good with that, and I think the fans should be.
1: That's a really good point. Danny Danny wins the point on uh, on the first discussion here. Got it! Only uh, took us like 15 minutes. Yeah, let's...
0: <laughs> for, for Danny to be the voice of reason is uh, I got it. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's our, what's our next question, Eric? <laughs>
1: All right. Next question is from Boris. Hi, Boris. Thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. Uh, Boris asks, what was the overall press center response to the announcement that the sun
3: wouldn't be moving? Didn't really get an official announcement. Just kind of. I mean, like, they didn't come up on the loudspeaker and say, hey, by the way, everybody, there's no sun movement. It was, it was <laughs> one of those things you discovered in your own time, and everyone just kind of was aware of it. I think it's kind of spread like
1: wildfire once word got out but But yeah, I I remember just sort of being confused. Like, what do you mean the centerpiece of your thing doesn't work?
0: Yeah, I think there was a general frustration from both press and and the acts themselves as well. Um, But, you know, if the option was have it there and not necessarily move, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't wait for the thing to move just because you would add another half hour's worth of time into an already incredibly long show because you needed about you only had about 40 seconds for for a postcard for things to. Get put into place. They couldn't get things moving much more quickly than about two and a half minutes or so to get into position. They couldn't get it moving any faster than that, and it it was crap. It was it was heartbreaking to see that happen because I know a lot of delegations were hoping for that as part of their as part of their rehearsal, as part of their uh, presentation, I should say. But it, it, I hate to say it, but the show must go on. I mean, how do you how do you work with this? You can't cancel the show. You can't. You have to work around the crappy situations that are placed in front of you. Sam,
1: were, were you were you around? when when like the moment came where it became clear that like there's something wrong with the sun which is such a weird sentence and <laughs> and uh it's like a, I, it's a... I
0: i was not i was not
1: oh, okay um uh yeah i i think i can't remember exactly when the announcement came and i think it was before i got over there Derek were you there were you already there
3: yeah I remember hearing about it 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 really colored those second rehearsals once we saw them because in my mind the entire time was what were they gonna do what did they have planned and then and knowing that like certain like Moldova had a train they were gonna have on stage and they couldn't get it out because they couldn't move the sun and they had to oh, completely man. scrap it
2: how did I never learn about that oh what we could have had
3: and yet okay.
1: San Marino
2: I know yeah <laughs> yet we could get the mechanical bull and all the flame machines in the world for san marino. If they would have had that train they would have come in third.
3: Maybe. But it, but it's not thing like uh, it's one of those things where and I remember in 2019 as well Malta uh, yeah Malta had some issues. Oh uh, yeah. And they and they tried to scrap their whole plan and just use the just use the wall LED wall as as like everyone else would but they managed to get it working and just watching people scramble like that i just kind of feel bad for them i don't know like i think they should be ambitious i think it's definitely worth taking some risks and trying to put on the best possible show but i don't know where in the process somebody would have said we can't do this anymore like there's no way in two months or six months or whatever we can get this thing to turn around in 30 seconds
1: i mean yeah the the stage is set up in early april right I, I mean, I mean, they they had a lot of time, to, time yeah. to to mess around with that thing, and and I don't know enough uh,
0: of timeline to say, you know, at what point did they know? Okay, this isn't working as intended, and we can't make it work safely and reliably. I don't know at what point the delegations were told. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, unfortunately, but. Uh, it's it's sad and it's disappointing, but I think for the people who watched the show and didn't realize that there was a technical issue.
2: I mean, you really wouldn't have known. Right. You know, it was just that it to, to me, the the big dumb sun just kind of looked like a just sort of like a wrong artistic choice. Not really an impedance, or so it seemed just to the casual viewer. But knowing that it was just <laughs> You know yeah. just an enormous pylon in everyone's way if you had from. if you
0: had said that the artistic motif of the stage this year was going to be okay, rock and roll will never die, so we've got a giant record in the back of our stage. yuck <laughs> it would have been it would have been a maybe not necessarily the aesthetic choice i would have made but if people had said oh it's just an ugly record rather Mm. than it's the broken sun and again back at home the vast majority of people watching who noticed
3: i mean they could have said it's the sun and this is what it does it has lights on it we can do stuff with it Mm. i mean it wasn't it wasn't like a huge i feel like a lot of the acts figured out a way to use it at least somewhat and different camera angles and just kind of more focus on them or the floor in some cases the lighting i mean it did work and yeah it's, it's kind of this weird thing where if you never told us we never would have guessed but it would have looked weird regardless that my biggest takeaway of seeing it in person is that it was just really
1: big and awkward looking like e- even even if it even if it moved perfectly or if it literally never moved at all it just seemed gigantic and and odd it's it, uh, i don't know what i was expecting but it took up so much space it covered up so much of the led behind it uh so 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 much i'll note though there was a there was a second uh light like rig of lights that came down that a few artists used Ah, oh, yeah uh, uh G- germany used it uh i think israel used it there there, there were a few acts that that kind of used that instead and and for them the sun was not really part of the picture at all mm-hmm. so so there there were other things going on too but but yeah that was the sun was dumb <laughs> whether whether it worked or not, the sun was dumb. The sun is dumb. That's right. That's it, Eric. All right. I think
0: the point of this question goes to Eric.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's a score now? There is now. There, there is today. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Here's, a, here's another question. This is from Swedish Marcus of the hey. Swedish Marcuses. <laughs> 2021, our trend was women in silver dresses. 2022, the trend was sad breakup and relationship songs. What trends do you think will show up? 2023.
0: Oh, it's a good one. You can so never special. tell. Okay. Like, how do you how do you predict this kind of thing? You know, you could break out your tarot deck and you just pick something, you know, know yeah. in the wheel. So M- we're just mention. making our
2: dumbest, most out there predictions. Um, uh, I, I was like, necessarily. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, wasn't it? Everything was framed by a rectangle. That was also big two years ago.
0: Hmm. A lot of rectangles. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was like last 20, year we had.
3: Yeah. Oh, last year oh. we had all the 80s theme stuff. The pink, purple, blue color scheme. Didn't yeah. have any yeah, of that this year.
0: Thing. Yeah. The bisexual flag lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was <laughs> None of that. that one more like uh,
2: yeah l- t- instead of like trying to predict what's next year what are we going to see what was sort of like doing an undercurrent this year that we're not going to see of any next year
0: hopefully uh, cheating. Uh, so,
2: uh,
3: <laughs> songs about cheating uh,
1: hey, Croatia, you did it. Um, I'm thinking maybe rock music it's takes. a to come back. Two no, years too late. No, no, I'm saying it's gonna take a back seat. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that you know, we had a rock winner, and then we had some rock that didn't really impress. And I know it's simple to say because obviously, like, like CT Pony was just better than any of the stuff that uh, any of the rock stuff that we had this year. But, but maybe the results of of Finland and of San Marino, Bulgaria, will, and Bulgaria. Oh God,
0: you could argue you Denmark as well, in the second half Mm. of Denmark. Uh, yeah,
1: that, that uh, yeah, Finland did the best, and that was because of a song Their from name. from 15 years ago. So, like, Yikes.
3: I think a lot of countries are going to be like, eh, no, rocks, rock has quickly become played out. I think the two biggest trendsetters from this year that would influence next year would be the UK and Spain, and I think the UK would give us a lot more really big vocal performances,
0: big anthemic, think,
3: yeah, yeah, kind of big anthemic, and he was really going for those high notes and just wailing away at it which i think you know I, I think we saw a little bit of that after Dami just kind of dominated the jury vote a lot of people try mm-hmm. to hit really big notes and they didn't always and i think the other thing is spain had a very dance heavy very sexy performance and i think that could be really popular again
0: i have a feeling we're going to kind of come back to that on our next question but amy so hold that thought keep that thought yeah Our trend
3: next year will be horniness. I mean, why not? I I just got to think like, okay, you know, I feel like there's a song each year that has the most staying power, regardless of its placement. Mm. And I think of the, I think of the songs this year, I mean, those two, I think would have the most influence. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to look at Ukraine and say, yeah, let's do that.
0: Well, I mean, if you, if you take anything from Ukraine, there are two potential lessons that you could do. I mean, obviously Ukraine is an incredibly specific situation, uh, and very, very difficult to duplicate. Not that I would want to specifically duplicate the circumstances Please don't. no. But <laughs> well, what Ukraine does differently is one, an embracing of national language, which we've seen a trend of recently over the past five years or so. I mean, between Salvador, uh, 1944, bringing you that bit of Crimean Tatar, uh, and, and Boni and and now Stefania, you know, English isn't your fast pass to a win, and being in your native language is no longer an impediment to kicking ass. So
2: I was going to, I was going to say that, I mean, there was a lot of, Hesitance about Lithuania qualifying, Lithuania doing well. Lithuania not only qualified pretty easily uh, for the grand final, but they also like Lithuania did perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, of the table. absolutely. It. Absolutely. I mean, we had, you know, Serbian and Latin. We had, you know, uh, linguistic diversity, I thought was fantastic. And I think that's been an upward trend that we've seen over the past couple of years that I'm thrilled to see continue. Uh, and on that sort of line of cultural cultural sharing, Stefania was really special, the fact that it took something that was so immediately definable as a Ukrainian motif, both musically, linguistically, visually, and blended it with something very universal. So I'm thinking we might be going for sort of a return of the ethnic flair that we saw from the, say, years of wild dances, my number one, every way that I can, but outside of the realm of just the pop.
1: Yeah. I'm realizing that it will have been going into the contest next year, at least Four years since we've had a winner in English at at that point. Yeah. Because and and who knows? Who who knows how long that uh, streak will continue? Probably not very. Right.
0: And and, you know, yeah, it's it's been looking at the linguistics. The linguistic diversity in the top five uh, placements over the last couple of years, it's been really, really very cool to see. It's not the same contest as this was 10 years ago, where the foreign language stuff was few and far between. Yeah,
1: especially in terms of the countries getting points. Yeah. And uh, all that. So uh, I was just looking at how many how many non-English songs did we have in the top five. And it's it's basically two and a half because <laughs> there was some some amount of, of slow-mo was in Spanish. Uh, but our number five, our, our friend at number five, Serbia yep ah uh, remember that
2: yes i do i think that uh, that top five just really shows that like sending you can send a great song a great song and a great performance will communicate your meaning don't have to have the words mm-hmm. a wonderful thing about music baby
3: i think if anything ukraine has demonstrated in their two wins in the last few years that if you have a song with a really really compelling story behind it yep people will respond to it and i don't know it i would say it's near impossible to mass produce something like that and i don't know what a country can do to capture that it might have to be like a very personal story for an individual but i think if it's just the song on stage you'll you'll do plenty well but to go over the top it's going to take something really significant
1: all right who gets the point is it music (laughs) music wins music wins wins. all
3: right me danny give it to
1: germany they could use it all right me, Danny, and Germany are tied at one apiece. We go to our <laughs> next. Uh... We gotta... We've all outscored James Newman. Uh... Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, James. All right, let's go to our next. Uh... Our next question, and this this kind of ties into uh, what we were talking about a second ago. Uh, this is from Solo Ringer, uh, and Solo Ringer asks, uh, any thoughts on the Fuego effect? Each year we have a Fuego-type dance piece, and they always do well with a strong fan backing. Spain this year had a perfect example, but given that it didn't win, and that no Fuego has won, is it time for the fandom to stop hyping them up as the winner?
2: No. that's like cool. asking, Moving on. Uh, yeah. Peter O'Toole never won an Oscar, so maybe Maybe we should just have stopped casting Peter O'Toole and things. Absolutely not. Well, um, we did. Well, yes, yeah, oh, we yeah, did because he did. died.
3: Yeah. He <laughs> wasn't Phantoms, by the way. Yeah. Was so but, except but, for, <laughs> for the fandom to happen.
2: No, it's a, keep sending your fantastic song. You think, you think there's a reason why they sent Fuego and there's a reason why we talk about Fuego because it was fantastic and we remember Fuego much, much more than we remember what on earth?
3: Toy. Toy.
2: Toy. Christ. Yeah.
3: See? Oh, my God. See? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was not a bit. <laughs> that was not even a bit. I literally forgot what it was called. So yeah, yes, yeah we that's remember yeah. And that's... we compare them down the line. That is sort of like the winner of that year. Sort of, you know, by cultural staying power. It,
1: it, culturally, it absolutely is. I mean, you you look at like the ESC 250. Uh, speaking of which, coming up, get ready to vote for Euro Nero. Uh, <laughs> we're getting it on. There. Uh, anyway, the the uh, yeah, this uh, yeah, it's great. I I don't know that a, one of these is is ever going to win because that because they don't. They don't tell that story the way that a 1944 or a Stephania does. It just doesn't. They're just singing about butts and and <laughs> and, and loving and loving every minute of it. But gosh, slow mo is not going anywhere. It's no. it's no. it is going to have the trajectory that Fuego did. I, I in terms of in terms of sticking around, I, I really think so. It it is it is the. I don't want to say it's the ultimate Fuego because I probably said that before and and have been wrong. But like this is this is such a good Fuego. It's so good.
0: It is. I mean, and again, we're also, this question kind of focuses on the winner being the end all victory. Yeah. Just because you don't raise the trophy at the end doesn't mean that your song isn't worthy of praise and fandom and votes and cheering and continued listening and getting your sweaty butt out onto a Euro club dance floor when when you have the chance to. I mean, like what you like. And that goes for the individual as well as for the fandom, whether I agree with it or not.
3: Anyway, Anyway, my okay. verdict is don't give up on the Fuegos. I love them. give me more. Let's be honest. Euphoria managed to knock it out in both categories. And it's probably the only one that's really done that.
0: but that was also dark and interesting and you know, Swedish. <laughs>
3: But I mean, in terms of like, it was a winner, and it has incredible staying power. Absolutely. And it was massively influential.
0: Very, very true. Versus
3: a song like Fuego, which did spectacularly well, but just couldn't hit that number one. And, and- it
0: we, we, I mentioned earlier, just a couple minutes ago, about this run of songs in the early aughts. That every way that I can, my number one, wild dances that I think were sort of the proto fuegos that had that ethnic beat, the high dance, that high high energy, and they've had some incredible staying power. It's what just was... a it's a different iteration of that. It's a modernized version of that, and there is a place for that and that place so, in television.
1: Yeah, those of you listening at home, I uh, and I guess this is a question for for well, mostly Sam, but anyone here, uh, it, what was the first fuego?
0: Well, I mean, what do you, How define, do you define
1: a fuego? A fuego? well that's what I'm saying let us know what you think was the first fuego and we'll judge you mercilessly I'm Unless- a
2: sexy club banger bop that has that summer jam vibe and and some sort of ethnic flair to it yeah
0: I mean oh that's that's really hard to say just because the early years of the contest were so so different from now like at what point do you have a, a song contest that is less about an individual standing on stage and singing and more bringing in the choreography and more bringing in the sex appeal. If you want kisses uh,
1: for me. I mean really, I was gonna say, forever. oh so, <laughs> my, so my
0: brain my brain was actually going to um the Netherlands Fernando and Filippo by Millie Scott, which was high energy for 1960 some odd. I want to say mm. Let me let me look up and see what year that was because gotcha. it's it's a it's a really interesting song in many many ways. Um,
1: I, so what you're saying, Sam, is that Bucks Fizz was the first Fuego. <laughs> it had choreography and they ripped their clothes off at one point. It's basically slow mo. <laughs> Not well, slow-mo. I
0: th- I, I ironically slower. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Fernando Filippo was the Dutch song in the 1966 contest, and Millie Scott was actually the first. Singer of uh, of African heritage or or you know Black heritage to make it to Eurovision at all. She was of Surinamese descent, if I'm not mistaken, and she literally came onto the stage dancing in this sort of semi calypso number. Even though she was you know completely shaking her booty, there was definitely some choreography like and storytelling with that. You could argue that that high energy song in a year that was you know the winner was Merci Chérie and. You You had, you know, very slow and ballady chanson going on. And I I would, I would almost argue that maybe Millie.
1: First Fuego, 1966?
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe. Honestly, when you have a chance, take a moment, watch it. Think about it in a 1966 lens. I'll see
1: if I can get it booty shaken all right all right uh let's see we'll give millie the point on that one
0: give millie all of the points because she didn't get as many as she deserved on the night she came in 15th place out of 18 songs with only two points that night it was a different voting system at the time but yeah she got Mm
1: -hmm. that's that's still pretty rough yeah uh yeah all right couple couple quick questions these these i think will be a little bit uh a little bit more straightforward here as we wind down paulo asks thank you paulo for uh reaching out were there any countries you thought were never going to qualify but then did switzerland iceland switzerland,
0: switzerland and belgium
2: looking back switzerland kind of at least i don't know i'm disappointed it qualified because it seems like such a jury you know take the bait jury mm-hmm. take the bait that's what that song kind of sounds like iceland for me just seemed like one that never had anything special about it to qualify no, okay, but Once again, iceland
0: iceland came together for me when i saw it on stage i'm like okay that that fits that feels good
1: i it's so easy to say this after the fact but i swear it's true i had a few feeling about switzerland on the night that one yeah. didn't su- that, w- that one didn't surprise me that much i just thought like oh the juries are gonna push this i just think <laughs> i just think they are and they did and uh, uh iceland i would say i was more surprised by uh it just because there was i don't want to call it a glut because all the songs were pretty good but there were so many female mid-tempo acoustic songs in it and they were all in the second half of that same semi and it just seemed like i just don't know that any of these are gonna are gonna like lift themselves out of of that uh, So that. One really surprised me. I would say Belgium is the one that surprised me the most. I
3: thought he sounded pretty good when he actually got up and performed. And I don't think, and again, this is just kind of one barometer. The betting odds had him qualifying pretty much the whole time. So at least there was some some anticipation of him qualifying. I know Switzerland was the lowest. I think they were 13th. (laughs) And uh and like of all the ones that like were ranked that actually did qualify, they were the lowest. And just the fact that they got through on sort of the jury, like I can see that, but I was like, there's other songs in this semi that I would would have thought would have leached more jury points.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Speaking of I, that first uh oh I would say I, I guess kind of only in retrospect the one that surprised me the most was Azerbaijan simply because they had zero televotes in the semi and then two in the final. Ugh. Nobody liked that song or nobody was into it except the juries. Except
1: except the folks who were uh shall we say encouraged to be into it. Uh
3: <laughs> and on on the on the
1: topic of uh of the you know because they were so friendly. Uh on the topic of yeah. Of the no, of the works. first semi final, I I I am realizing we were asked to tweet about this like during Eurovision week, and I never got back. So uh, whoever it was that asked this, uh, I I had tweeted as we were about to get the results in semi one that I could I could genuinely see every song except one qualifying because everyone had been very good and and but I never I never elaborated. And whoever had tweeted it asked which one was it? It was Croatia.
0: Oh. You uh, Croatia. Did, yeah. You saw no path for Croatia.
1: I saw no path. Like it just even even among that group. That i was just talking about with armenia and iceland and infinity that that uh uh croatia just seemed like the what was the blandest of those it just seemed like okay if there's room for a couple of these that just it's not going to be that i don't see it and uh eric was right uh i made no such (laughs) prediction for semi two because i really didn't know like uh there there were some serious wild cards in semi two like san marino and things like that Mm -hmm. and and like in hindsight yeah it kind of makes sense that san marino didn't make it Jury hated it i think a lot of the a lot of the voting public just didn't know what to do with it because it was so wild but it was also just so wild <laughs> like, like like you just you can't you could not count it out you just couldn't uh and then it was 14th as it turned out so oh. yeah
3: i was All surprised right. at how popular he was like people were talking about him and saying how they listened to his music before the show and they were hope asking if like is he going to come and tour in different countries and i'm just like what really yeah, what, I mean, he's out, the, out there he's huge yeah yeah
0: he's He's, he's, a big big deal there. The audience. he's a massive massive deal
1: yeah i saw some i i heard someone in the press center kind of like in getting a keel over to san marino as italy as the host nation taking a kind of unofficial opportunity to send two songs
0: yeah kind of sorta
1: and and good for them you know they'll have one in the final no matter what <laughs> let's go crazy with the other and that's what they did mm. uh and that is like i'm not meaning to take away anything from like the san marino delegation or anything like that saying that it was taken out of their hands that's not what i'm saying it's just it does kind of feel like all right uh who gets the point there uh let's see switzerland okay yeah oh, I right. think Switzerland unfortunately <laughs> yeah. all right all right next next question Tristan thank you for your question he asks uh actually that could be a female name I'm gonna do that again <clears throat> next question Tristan thank you for your question Tristan asks what should the countries that didn't qualify this year learn from twenty twenty two in order to qualify next year any specific lessons for any particular country I like this question yeah I'm going to start it by giving a
2: non-answer, and this is because, uh, I think we were talking about this when we were just doing our predictions, sometimes the luck of the draw is just, you get put next to someone who's too similar, and that's no fault of yours, you sent a good song, and you didn't know that someone else was going to send a song like that, you didn't know that you would have to go immediately after Sweet. you didn't know that you would be in the dump area of the grand final, like, I'm, I'm just sorry, do nothing different, every. One sent something really cool this year except for Bulgaria don't send that
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback on that and say don't buy a Melfest reject song mm. oh sure stop doing that it never works I know it's Swedish you're never gonna get the same kind of hype that they do
1: there's a reason it didn't make Melfest do you understand that like 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 if Sweden didn't want it they've won this thing a lot like are you sure you want it I you sure you want it?
0: but at the same time like yeah. I, still, I still hold a candle and I'm still broken hearted. The colors a song that kind of bounced around a whole bunch of different options until it made it to a national final and didn't win that, na- uh, that NF, you know, yeah, there's some good stuff that does fall out of the, out of the pool there, but yeah, I, I don't disagree in general. Um, my thought is just take risks. Don't, don't play to the middle. Never, ever, ever play to the middle. It's better to piss people off than to be forgotten. It's better to f- ruffle feathers because you're going to find some fans out of those ruffled feathers. You're going to, you're going to be memorable because of the ruffled feathers. You're going to be, you know, if you if you go hard and try something different and try something risky, it's you're going to at least even if you don't make it, at least you're going to leave with something memorable and something interesting and something that might live on in sort of the annals of the fandom. You know, after I I look at I look at the UK and I look at Spain this year again, we, we keep bringing them up. And obviously, we're not talking about qualification here. We're just talking about general overall performance. But their songs in 2021 were so inoffensive. They were fine. They were perfectly decent songs. Songs, sure but they yeah. didn't ruffle any feathers. They didn't inflame any passions for better or for worse, and they fell out of people's memory. This year, both nations went big. They took major risks. They changed things up, completely shuffled the deck, and look at what they ended up coming up with. So I say, if you are, you know, if if you have a bad result this year, that could just be the circumstances of this year. If you have a significant string of poor results, shuffle the deck. Yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> just experiment, change. Look at look at what Israel. Look at what Israel just announced that they're doing. That they're going and changing their submission process.
1: Why not? I mean, I mean, that's what Spain did.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And they had an awesome national final that ev- everyone, I'll note, was pissed off about when it happened. But uh, you know what? It worked. Yeah. The, the possibly questionable jury ended up choosing well, I guess. So that's a they, that's they a, saw
3: a winner. They saw a potential winner and they went for it. Really. And, and, and they were right. I mean, I mean, I mean,
1: watching it didn't hurt that we were like two tables over from the Spanish press, who are you know Spanish. But God, that felt like a winner on the night. Like I didn't think it was going to win but it but it it felt like it it, it had that it that we talk about mm-hmm. it really it really really did when that chorus hits and that that it's so simple but so effective that strobe light oh yeah oh and yeah then, and then the fr- and then and then strobe 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 showing my butt but 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 like like that sequence iconic <laughs> anyway exactly. my my my, my uh lyrics.
0: those are now the official lyrics of slow-mo
1: yep yep <laughs> i sing the booty hypnotic uh <laughs>
0: Oh, God, Walt, no. All right.
1: Uh, My advice is to leave of
0: ass. Leaves of
1: ass. Leaves of ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my advice that but no my advice i think is to uh, uh yeah don't be piggybacking on what sam said a little bit it, take take risk maybe don't take like a san marino risk but like uh i think what people are appreciating the most right now is songs that stay true to your national identity and and to uh, because songs feel more authentic that way look at you look at ukraine's two winners for for, for example like look at look at uh, uh yeah i suppose three. look at Voila. Oh, God, yeah. Look at Spaceman. Look at, uh, what was it called again? But, slow-mo. Uh, <laughs> brain is on slow-mo. Uh, look at Serbia. You like...
0: mean, this year, there was the number of songs that were written or composed or both by the singing artist was higher than it's been in years. The vast uh-huh. majority of this year's song were singer-songwriter-led. And I think that goes really, really far. I
3: think authenticity goes a long way out. Yeah. And I, I think in terms of like not doing well, I think this goes for any country though, regardless of how well they did, but like seek out uh, maybe smaller artists with a lot of potential. Like Armenia. Like Armenia did mm-hmm. or Spaceman.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think was just a mess. Like they I mean, they kind he of found the guy, guy on the that. internet. I mean, he wasn't, yeah. he was just kind of this little, this small artist before the pandemic and they started doing these videos and they're like, all right, let's, let's see what he can do on stage. I mean, it paid off massively. Oh
0: my God, yeah.
3: And I think there are, and I think I, I even said this last year too, like the UK, you're spending all this money hiring James Newman when you should just be looking for like small indie artists who have a lot of talent who just, you know, haven't been discovered yet or are still building their careers and they're out there and they can put on a hell of a show with, and, you know, maybe a little bit of guidance. Yep. I mean, look at Moniskin. Yes.
1: That's yeah, exactly. that's
3: ex- that's exactly what, what happened yeah. there. The,
1: yeah. the dunk was, I guess, I don't know. How famous was the dunk?
0: He was, he was, and also ran on, I, I don't think he'd won, but he was, he was on the Voice of the Netherlands or the Voice of Holland is what they call it, but yeah, the Voice of the Netherlands. Uh, uh, and was being mentored by Ilse Delache. Okay. Oh, wow! There's some,
3: yeah, there's right. something to be said for like just discovering and fostering a talent and saying, "Hey, do you want to participate in Eurovision?" Like this would be a huge break for you. Mm-hmm. And they have nothing to lose because they don't even have an album out yet.
0: It's it's Honestly, my this talk about authenticity and 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 undiscovered or, or under discovered talent that might be one of the reasons why I like Festival sounds so much. They really they they take a sort of composer first um, aspect to things, and they really do focus on the song the craft of the songwriting. Writing. and oftentimes the songs that are presented are being performed at least partially by one of the songwriters. And it's you cannot turn on Festival de Cancel and if you couldn't even recognize the language, you would know that that is Portugal. Yeah, it's you would. Language. Like that is <laughs> undoubtedly, <laughs> undoubtedly. Them. And they keep coming so up so
1: Portuguese. Oh God,
0: yeah, in the best way. And they keep coming up with these artists and these acts that are very true to themselves. And it's, you know, they've been doing incredibly well for the last couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even,
0: and, yeah, even, yeah. Even if the songs themselves don't do well, well, on you know i my heart still breaks for conan osiris but
1: mm. honestly he's the exception to the rule as of late though <laughs> yeah you, you know what i mean like like yeah people are appreciating what portugal is doing and you're right sam it comes from that that authenticity and the the organic nature of FTC. and i mean another thing that kind of surprises me about FTC com- compared to like a melfest is you don't really get returning artists there
0: no you really don't i mean no like
1: like I want throws in the shine to come back, but I don't think they're like, like that's not how it works there.
0: No, but what you do see is you see acts coming up to festival. de the who are linked in with other artists that have done festival. For example, uh, you know, Maro this year had previously, or she had just come out with a new single and she's friends with, uh, with the Sabrals and she has performed with Salvador and Luisa. Salvador appeared in her new single, or at least the video for her new single. So there's that uh, after Salvador's win, he handed Picked an artist to go basically fast track to Festival de Gonçalo Janeiro who had one of my favorite songs the following year so mm. I mean maybe it's part and parcel the fact that Portugal is not a massive massive nation with a massive massive pop music scene so by by virtue of that everybody kind of gets to know people a little bit more just the way the industry kind of is but you don't see a lot of individual returning artists however you see six degrees of separation happening the, the threads yeah
1: it, it seems like such a cool cool community yeah and then they get to they get to send one person to perform for 200 million people once every year
3: uh, and they appreciate art i think is the key thing yes. they're not just looking for showy marketable music it's you listen to like the, their national final year after year and it's like just even if you don't like the song you can still respect it as like this is well made honest authentic music
0: creative great variety yeah absolute
3: all
1: right Ugh. i'm awarding a point to portugal i'm also awarding a point to derek and sam for their great opinions
3: uh it ends in a tie
0: yay allora. i
3: could have been the james newman this year <laughs> I'm, I'm already drunk uh, all right
0: uh
1: one you don't want it one last one last quick question from somebody named uh eric oh it's uh uh, uh smart nosterdough uh, nice. and, and he asked was pia maria really a robot and did she really die on the way back to her home planet
2: oh
1: her calibration was off
2: her calibration oh. was off
1: the whole song
2: oh pia She's a sweetheart. I will say this. There was a video that someone did send me uh, that was uh, Pia and, uh, and and Lumix like eating in a cafe together. And Lumix just dips a whole ass skin on kiwi fruit into a glass of water and takes a bite out of it. And then
1: Pia just looks at him like, what, what? So That's I don't think she's the robot in this situation. Oh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> P- I, I, fair enough. Uh, I, Pia actually released a new song last week. I was just about uh, to say, uh, yeah. Without Lumix, uh, apparently that uh, that part partnership uh was severed as uh as soon as their Eurovision journey was over uh it's a
3: shame though they seem to get the, along pretty well yeah, the, 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 the song feeling. the song was good like yeah.
1: mm-hmm. the performance was not and that's unfortunate um but to answer answer your question M- Mr. Osterdahl uh no I don't think Priya Maria was actually a robot uh and Lumix mm, jury still out it's definitely an alien
0: Who Some, eats with kiwi. The skin on?
1: <laughs> just takes a big bite of it just the mouth <laughs>
3: feel and,
0: and, oh. and what,
1: what what is it about what was it about the water that he had to put on it first to be like okay now i can do this it's, stupid i he was thing. dipping it like a donut into coffee
0: it's it's <laughs> not even like okay all right it's not even like that would slick down the fuzz it that's what I i'm know.
1: that's what i'm saying like I'm still like
0: eating velcro
1: it's like oh i'm gonna eat this kiwi oh no wait i can't here's some water okay now i can bite into this like what are you doing man like
0: oh it's, it's not like takeru kobayashi here where you dip the mm. buttons yeah
1: Oh, God. I need to find this video of Lumix enjoying a human kiwi at a human <laughs> contest.
0: Well, I was going to have my dinner, but now I'm not so sure. Um, shall we call this an evening then? Generally? Yeah, let's... I'm going to get
3: an old mess of wet kiwis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <gross. laughs>
1: All right. Thanks <laughs> for listening oh, to the latest, right. the latest episode of the wet kiwi fun hour. <laughs> uh, you can check us out on on at on twitter wet kiwi fun hour uh or no wait sam stuff. do not google Stop. that i'm yeah, sure yeah. that
0: will lead you somewhere where you don't want to be unless you do in which case i don't i don't judge um happy pride <laughs> and that's it send us to the uh, socials
2: oh
0: god uh yeah find us on social media and feel free to yell at us uh one two points usa on facebook and twitter find us on instagram as well in a very similar name email us directly 12pointsofamerica at gmail.com if you'd like to support us financially we would love any support you can give us for any sort of you know pittance your pocket change you can send our way uh, any currency is welcome for the uh,
1: price of one wet kiwi a month
0: <laughs> in the arms <laughs> of kiwi. Uh, kiwi which on, on that no, by the way, we should thank a couple of our patrons directly. Yes. Uh, Charlie, Tristan, thank you both so much for supporting us. You really do appreciate it. Uh, where else do we go from here, guys, other than to the local Kiwi dispensary?
1: I don't think there's anywhere else to go.
0: Well, in that case, we'll be back with you in about two weeks or so. But until then, I've been Samantha.
1: I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. And America. stop!
0: Stop listening, listening
2: stop now. Listening
3: now.
1: He didn't even bite into the wet end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs>